back, everybody, to another episode of the Bevo Boys. My name is Creighton Branch, the man on the other side of the microphone, Joe Scanlon, and we are deep into spring as basketball is officially underway in the Big 12 as they just got off of their unfortunate loss to Baylor. Those guys are just too good. We're going to dive into that. We're also going to get into the signing class of the Texas Longhorn football team that uh, wrapped up just here the other day and the words that Steve Sarkeesian had in his press conference were a little interesting. And then also Vince Young's back on campus, Joe. Vince Young, I guess, has finally gotten his act together and is going to be (laughs) working with the football staff and we'll see how long he stays. God, he better stay longer than he did last time and he better show up to work. You know, like a normal... (laughs) you know, United States citizens should do. You know, you go to work, you do your job, you get paid, you go home, and and you rinse and repeat every day. And, uh, yeah, Vince had some problems with that the last time he was on campus, and uh, I really hope he turns around this time. But, of course, we'll get into that, Graydon. I do, too. I do, too. But let's waste no time. Let's jump right into it. As we mentioned, the Baylor Bears came into Austin, and it was – I don't know if the, the right way to put it is not pretty. I mean, the score did not sit well. It was 83-69, but for the most part of that game, it was close. And really all it was was Baylor is just on another level right now. And mm-hmm. and, and a, before we start diving into the actual game, um, very, uh, I would say, fortunate. Maybe it, it, it it's kind of a coincidence, I guess, that the the Texas uh the Texas athletic uh, department just decided that there was it was okay to have uh, fans there for the first game this year against the number two team in the nation. Wonder how that decision got made. Anyways, uh, yeah, maybe something <laughs> about being on uh, national TV and big big time game and it's Baylor and uh, yeah, I mean that, somehow that, that, the uh, that somehow the health sense. yeah the uh, the the COVID's uh, over, Creighton. COVID yeah, obviously say the COVID health. is over. The health officials and all that just uh, it all let up. It, it was uh, there was a miracle. Anyways, getting into this game, Baylor wins this 83-69. I would say a good effort by UT overall. Um, when you're looking say, at these I'd percentages, I'd say it's a nice it's a nice effort from from UT. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. It's a nice yeah, and that's and that's nice fair. Effort. But I you know before I let you get into this, I think the what we should just pull is that. Uh, Baylor is legit. They are the top two, if not the best team in the country. Depends on if you think Gonzaga is or not. And Texas is really, really good, but they are just not on that level yet. All right, Joe, what are your thoughts about this game? We watched this whole thing, and man, it just it went back and forth. Honestly, it really, it did, really did until the it, end. It, it was back and forth. First of all, man, my joke went right over your head. It, it was a nice effort for UT because if you look at the score we scored. Um, you'll, you'll get oh, the joke. Oh, you'll you're get right. The joke, <laughs> Delayed joke, right. but um, uh, we like jokes here on uh on Bevo Boy. Speaking of jokes, I was so focused spe- on the stats. You were so focused. <laughs> stats, stats, stats. Yes. Sixty-nine points. Sixty-nine points. Nice. What is? What do you mean? Uh, but uh, you know, speaking of jokes, Creighton. Um, I feel like these last two losses, this one to Baylor and the one to Oklahoma, is. The sole, uh, you know, reasoning, um, not the sole reasoning, the sole uh, reason that we've lost these games is because nobody went and ordered 
a McLung <laughs> from McDonald's. So I'm going to blame you people. You, the people who were supposed to bring me and Creighton some joy. We were legit going to give people money. I was legit prepared to Venmo people money. Joe is up in the bet like every day. But no. No. No one wants to have fun in COVID times. <laughs> Nobody wants to go and say, oh, can I get a McLung? Come on. You think the McDonald's workers have heard worse than that? Because I guarantee you they have. Anyways, back to the Baylor game. Really disappointed. Back to the Baylor game. It was back and forth. And at one point, Texas looked like they were like in it at the uh, beginning of the second half. They had but the lead, then, I believe, um, right? Yeah, they had. They led at one point, And then, man, Davion Mitchell. <laughs> 27 points. Five, five of seven from behind the arc. I'm sorry. When you're shooting... That percentage, I, I, I'm not a math guy, don't know what that percentage is. I'm sure you math nerds that are listening know what that is. Good for you. Uh, when you're shooting like that, you're shooting lights out, and then you have Jared Butler putting up 21 as well. Um, how are you going to beat that, Creighton? you got to match them toe for toe. And the only guy that did that for us was Andrew Jones. He had 25 yeah. points. He had five rebounds and three assists. Um other than that, I mean, the bench was brutal. They only had four points. Uh, Greg Brown was pretty silent. He had one good yeah. three. He had one good three, and we went, we went a little crazy uh, at the restaurant. But, um, <laughs> yeah, no. Uh, and then Jericho Sims, um, you know, he stepped up, though. He stepped he, Jericho Sims did step up. He had nine rebounds, um, you know, stepping in where Greg Brown was not performing. Um, but the, the name of this game is, like you said, Baylor's just too good. They're just too good and i have they're gonna be a number one seed i'm gonna call it down and say they're gonna make the final four um <laughs> there's unless, not much uh, stopping them you're absolutely there is, right they are they are a freight train and there is nobody getting in their way on the tracks because if they do get in their way on the tracks they are going to get run over this is a talented texas team number six in the nation they had everybody back for this game and we still lost by that by this many um 14 points i mean that's mm -hmm. what what more can you do what more can you do i i'm sure there is one thing we could do and i'm sure you'll touch on this creighton uh free throw line holy cow yeah it's uh it's it, it's a hard pill to swallow when you're like okay we played i mean to be fair i mean in college basketball giving up uh, i mean scoring 70 points basically is <laughs> you should win those games most times but when you when when the team on the other end scores eighty three in college, that's like usually that's the number one team in the nation, and so it's a hard pill to swallow when you're like, okay, we actually played pretty all right on uh, you know offense, give here and there with the free throw line and jazz like that. You know, we scored enough to win this game, and we lost by double digits, and that's that's just a, that's that sucks, and so I think that. This Baylor team, first of all, I gotta eat some serious crow because. Uh -huh. I do this, how do you like your crow, Creighton? I, I do how do, this, like, how do you like I, it? I do boy? it every year, man. I do it every year, especially this year. Like when I know the team is good, um, I, I, I. No, I'm not saying I, I'm not going to come on here and say that I was completely wrong about how good Texas is. I honestly believe that if Texas was able to play their games prior to this one, I think they would have won this game. I seriously do. I get Baylor's really good, but. Um, I'm not going to back down and say that I don't think Texas had a chance. I mean, 
I just am going to get on here and say I was wrong about this game in particular, and that's fine. And so, um, but yeah, this was the first time in a while, I think, that actually probably all year long that Texas looked outmatched. Even with the Villanova loss, um, they were hanging in there totally fine. They were in control for most of that game. And um, it was just like one or two plays down the stretch the Villanova made, yeah. and that's the difference in those kinds of games. But this game... We just got flat up beat. Yeah, and like... Texas had the lead in the second half and it was the first time they ever had the lead. And when that happens, that basically shows you that, okay, the other team has just been too dominant. And yeah, give credit, man, to uh, all these players, but Mitchell and Butler, golly, it's like every time that the, your team misses and that's, that'd be the Longhorns. Every time the Longhorns missed, uh, the Baylor Bears would win down there and just answer, just, just shot whatever the Longhorns couldn't get. And it was a three, a two, dunk. And then, yeah, the free throw line, that's really blaring. Um, I didn't even know that until I got home. 3 for 14, 21%. That's the worst I think they've shot in a few years. Like, not, like, probably in a few years. And that's an 11-point swing right there, which makes it a three-point game, which makes it a one-possession game. And in that instance, you never know what happens, especially with the shooters that we got between Jones, Coleman, and Ramey. And... I think that that was the first time in a long time you saw Texas really just suck at something. And that was yeah. bad. And I don't know if that's because they had two players at practice on Saturday or Shaka, <laughs> yeah, or or Shaka um, wasn't able to really do much while he was in COVID protocol and half the players as well. Um, and they were all kind of getting back to just the normal scheme of things because granted, even though you have been playing in the season, it's got to, I, I don't think it's easy on anybody just to stop everything um, and just quit cold Turkey practice for like a week, you know, and that, I think that shows on the free throw line. Um, but yeah, bench, bench depth was really bad this time. Kai Jones, four points. Like that's not going to get it done. That dude's a top 20 player. He'll get drafted into the top 20. That's got to be better. Uh, Brock Cunningham. There's a special place in my heart for Brock Cunningham. <laughs> Um, you, you know, the, I'll say this about Brock Cunningham. Love the kid. He tries really hard. And so, yeah. <laughs> oh, and poor I, kid. Oh, poor yeah, guy. Oh. Yeah. I, I wish he could be better. Um, and then Ham Jr., Roy Ham Jr. Yeah. Just like, it's all right. Uh, but yeah, good, good job by Andrew Jones really leading this team. But man, this was the first time in a while that you saw, Texas just be completely outmatched and it shows we got stuff to improve on but I think this also shows that Baylor is here and then Texas is here and then I would say everybody else is below us I don't think West Virginia Oklahoma Texas Tech are on our level I think Tech had a really great week that week they ended up being Oklahoma as well um but we beat I ourselves that, against OU. We beat exactly. ourselves against OU. And it so. didn't help that like half you know like our team was out for COVID and so right. was Shaka yeah, and that, that was one one point difference, you know. That rematch in Norman's going to be a lot different. If yeah, we'll smoke them. Oh, and yeah. so, <laughs> I say that now. I keep oh, saying that. God, I'm sorry, stop. guys. I'm, I'm going to get the pro ready. I'm going to get the pro ready. <laughs> but every time you say something. 58.6% from field goal range for the Bears. We shot 54%, man, and 45% from the three. That's enough to get it done. But when the other team out beat you, I mean, 52% from three-point range, who does that in college basketball? This is by far the best team that Scott Drew has ever put together. Um, from what I saw on Saturday right now, they're hotter than Gonzaga. They're better than Gonzaga. I know Gonzaga's got legit NBA talent all over the starting five, I understand. But... Baylor doesn't miss, man. And they're going to be, there's a good chance they'll be the national one seed. Um, and 
it just is it just sucks that this is now the third loss in conference but it goes to show you uh that the big 12 is king in basketball and any given day you can be beat and you can be beat bad or you can lose by one point and no lead is safe um i'm not quite sure that if the bears will keep this undefeated record through uh the big 12 just knowing how hard it is but there's a pretty there's a good chance that they will yeah, yeah, I agree. So now Texas will face a tough OSU team. Uh, they're the going to be wanting. Pick. They're with the number one pick in the draft. You don't get a break down. in this league, Joe, in this conference. There's, my lord, there is no break. Uh, we're going to Stillwater. Um, they're going to want revenge for the first game. They just lost to TCU, which they really shouldn't have. So they're going to be pissed. Um, and uh, for Texas to win this game, they're going to have to stop a couple of Arlington boys, Creighton. Uh, Cade Cunningham, who went to Bowie before he realized, oh my God, I'm going to be the number one pick in the in the draft in a few years. I'm going to go to a I'm going to go to an academy in California. Um, and then Isaac <laughs> Isaac like like Kelly. I'm going to let you get through it. I'm going to let you like get Kelly. through it. Like like Kelly, and he uh, he went to Mansfield Timberview. So both both uh, both of them grew up in kind of the same area. I mean, there's not not a lot of distance between uh, Mansfield Timberview and Arlington Bowie. Um, but, but I think, I think Texas is going to get it done. Um, I think this is a wake up call. Um, cause like you said, like we've said, they just got smacked in the mouth. That's it. I mean, and so now how do you respond after you get punched in the mouth? Cause like Mike Tyson said, everyone's got a plan until you get punched in the mouth. So what is Texas going to do to rebound? I think they're going to beat this team. I think they're going to win by five. It'll be close. Um, but I think, I think they win by five. Yeah. I think if they can win these next two games against uh, or three games really against Oklahoma State, Kansas State, and TCU. Those two games, should, Kansas State's awful. But um, the TCU game will be fun. If you can get through those three games, you're going to have a pretty good tune-up for the OU matchup. And then Iowa State, um, I know they played, they, I mean like, they played close in that first game, but they have fallen off the rails after that. Should be fine, and then you got a gauntlet at the end of that game at that schedule: West Virginia, Kansas, TC. I mean Texas Tech. But yeah, no, I think that this team will respond really well. I think they'll cap off the next four games. I do think they'll beat actually five. I think they'll win five in a row, and I think that'll be probably enough to basically guarantee them a top four seed in terms of um, like a national. Uh, so I I think that they'll I think that they'll come back and answer really well. Texas. I mean, this is back-to-back losses, right? But, I mean, this is really the first time that Texas has, like, had issues uh, with the squad. And I would like to see this – is, this is a good time to face adversity. And, man, Cade Cunningham, before we get out of this segment, I just want to say I didn't think the kid could get better. He's so good. He's gotten so much better. It's pretty, it's pretty impressive what he's able to. I, like I told he's you the so first good. time, the first time we we talked about them when after they played Oklahoma State, I've never seen a kid in, in a few years uh, control a game and by himself so well. And Cade Cunningham does that, and he's doing it better and better each game. But no, I think Texas answers and responds and. Uh, Oklahoma State will just be a barrier in their path that they'll knock down as well as KSU, TCU, and OU and ISU. And then on to the last three games, I think will determine the seeding. Uh, it'll be that close. And then it'll be it'll be fun. I think this is a good stretch uh, that Texas has down um, in the latter part of the schedule. But it just sucks we couldn't get this one against Baylor. That would have been really nice. But it's okay. It's basketball and it's the Big 12. 
You know, it also would have been nice if someone ordered a McLaurin. You're right. Um, You're right. But uh, <laughs> anyways, uh, let's move on to some football. Um, we all love football. Um, speaking of football, real quick, EA Sports, NCAA football Hey-o. coming back. Love it. Now I got to get a PS5. Thanks a lot, EA. I'm we'll not, all be 40 I'm when it gets rich. out. We'll all be 40. <laughs> Hey, by that time, I might have a good salary. I might be able to afford whatever generation. <laughs> what, what would it be? PS10? Yeah. P- probably, yeah, it'd be around there. Oh, my <laughs> God. But, uh, but yeah, that's something to look forward to. Uh, Bijan, if it comes out while Bijan's still in college, uh, Bijan's going to be on the cover. I'm calling it now. He's gonna be That'd be fun, man. He's going to be a Heisman. He's going to be the Heisman winner or at least a candidate, and he's going to get on the cover. Just uh, mark my words. Mark this I'm down, down folks. Bijan will be on the cover. Um, or even better, Quinn Ewers in a Longhorn uniform. Hey, oh, um, I was gonna say Quinn Ewers in an Ohio State uniform, but yeah, I like that idea I, better. I like that idea a lot better too. <laughs> so, football recruiting, we knew this was gonna happen. We knew that the 2021 class was not gonna be the greatest. Uh, still somehow got number two in the Big 12, uh, behind, behind of course, Big Bad OU, and then number 17 in the nation, which is really bad for us. Um, and I'm just gonna say it. Thanks, Tom. This is all Tom's fault. Yeah. It's Tom. Tom and his recruiting. Tom and his uh, ability to lose games we should have won, and to win games that we should have won by a lot of points. To win by like heart attack at the buzzer. Um. And recruits, <laughs> recruits don't like that. Creighton recruits want to win. Recruits like Tommy and James Brockermeyer want to win they want to go to a school where they're going to win and that's why they went to alabama over texas even though their father played at university of texas so we can't even get legacies to come to texas (laughs) that's 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 so that used to be a gimme bad and a couple other notable names we lost lj uh johnson Mm -hmm. uh he went to a&m over us and then austin uke i'm gonna say it's uke austin uke um, mm-hmm. Went to Stanford. God, who goes to Stanford over us? You Come know, on. and I, I saw people on there talking about that one before you continue. Um, and everybody was saying, "Hey, man, we get it. You know, if you're if you can get a free ride to a Stanford education, why wouldn't you?" Then I was kind of thinking, "Well, I would. I would say that I think UT's yeah. got a pretty good education system, if you ask me." Hey, what starts there changes the world, baby. Hell yeah. <laughs> so. Um, yeah, and then we couldn't out-recruit Oklahoma and A&M in our own state. Hell, we couldn't even out-recruit Ohio State and Alabama in our own state. Yeah, I ain't about so, to look uh, to see how many how many teams were better than us in our own state. Teams well, that aren't I mean, even... Oh, my God. I'll, I'll accept Alabama because they pulled in the number one recruitment class of all time, statistically. All time. Um, yeah, it, it's, it's, it's starting to become unfair. Yeah. Um, you just get used to Alabama being in the championship every other year. At, at the start, very I'm gonna least. At the, at the very least. Saying, yeah, I'm going to have to start calling them that they're uh, paying players. going to have to start calling for that one. <laughs> so so that's the bad news for the class of 2021. The good news is we did get some good players. Um, David Abiar, three-star defensive end, signed with Texas over Notre Dame. Uh, Jatavion Sanders, who I'm really excited for. I saw a lot of his highlight reel when he was at Denton Ryan. He's the number one athlete in the nation, and he's a five star. I mean, Kid's that's a massive. good. That's a good get. He's a big dude, and he can he, catch. He can catch. I, it's oh like he could play anywhere, and he's huge. Like that's that's he's a scary guy. He if if Sark develops him, like I think Sark will develop him. He's going to be a top ten draft pick by 
and you know, no injuries, knock on wood and stuff, but he should be a top ten draft pick by the time he leaves Texas. Um, if he stays, you know, transfer portals and whatnot nowadays. But uh, I mean, we got twenty one good players that I think Sark's going to develop into a Big Twelve winning team. And I say Big Twelve winning because we're not. We all want to go back to the national championship. We all want to go to the playoff. But with this team, what Tom did with his mediocre mediocrity, um, we need to get back to the Big Twelve championship and be consistent in getting to the Big Twelve championship and or winning. And if we continue to do that, and honestly, with the way the playoff is and with CDC now on the committee, if we make it to the Big 12 championship and win, more, like, most, more likely than not, we are in the playoff. Yeah, you, yeah definitely. So I, so I, I, won't even, I won't even worry about the playoff because I feel like if you win the Big 12 and you have one loss, one or zero losses, you're in the playoff. Look at Oklahoma. They had one loss and they, <laughs> oh, can, they made is. the playoff. And, you know, I mean... Sucks that they. I really. God, I hope we somehow make the playoff this year and win the first game. Because yeah, you're OU, telling me we have OU a lot to talk about. Never, they could never ever no, get talk again. Because well, they'll be like, well, we made the playoff four times in a row or whatever, and yeah. and freaking all we have to do is say, yeah, we made it once and uh, we won a game. You know what that's yeah, like. Yeah. Do you know what that's like? I don't think you do. And then uh-huh. if we if we went the first year and won the national championship, I would not pay attention to a single thing an OU fan ever said to me again because all I would have to say is, hey, you see this ring? Oh, yeah, we went to the playoff and we freaking won it the first year. Uh, how many rings do y'all have from the CFP? No, no, none? Uh-huh. How many championship? None? Oh. Oh, okay. Oh, I'm sorry. Oh. <laughs> That's tough. That's ouch. Have the fun, man's have, hatred for Oklahoma runs deep, folks. The it hate, runs deep. It it's it's deep and it will never go away. Um, nothing against people who root for Oklahoma. I have friends who root for Oklahoma, but when it comes to trash talk, I will massacre them. Um, but yeah, no. So back to back to recruiting. We're not an Oklahoma podcast. Um, while while this isn't our expectations. It wasn't up to our expectations, Creighton. I think we're okay. It could yeah. it could always be worse. No, I mean, yeah, you could always. Uh, let me let me look here on these rankings. You could always be someone like uh, South Carolina, <laughs> South Carolina. Yeah, or like um, Georgia. Yeah, Georgia Tech, number forty three. Got uh yeah got a bunch of three stars. South Carolina three stars are great. South Carolina finished below everyone in the SEC, the Big 12, the ACC, and I think no, not the Big 10 cuz Rutgers sucks too. But uh, could be Tech, but, you could be out recruited by Kansas. Yeah, I saw that. I think that's <laughs> hilarious. Hey, I'm not going to say much. We're getting out recruited by Kansas right now in 22. So, you know, it's not their their things are storming in Lawrence, but um no, I think, you know, it's tough, man, because we've had all these top 10 recruiting classes over these past years and have absolutely nothing to show for it so i think it is on like one aspect one aspect it's really nice that uh we get a little bit humbled and you know we don't have to really there's not these crazy expectations coming in on these kids to be like off the bat you know heisman trophy uh finalist uh kind of like when anthony cook and uh caden stearns and bj foster and all those kids came in that was a crazy class good class 
Yeah, it was nuts. And the, really, all, the only person to show for that one, honestly, at this point, is Caden Stearns. We'll see if B.J. Foster can do anything this year, but I'm not quite sure. Um, oh, did you just say that? We went what? off on Caden Stearns and, and how he, like, regressed. But he's going to be in the NFL. I got that. But yeah, he's gonna he, be is, in the NFL. he is going to be. He is going That's to be. That's all I mean. I'm just talking about anybody. How will he be yeah. in the NFL, though? That <laughs> is the question. I don't know. But, yeah, you know, and I don't, you know, when you – it, 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 yeah, it's Tom's fault. We'll just say what it is, man. It's yeah, rough it's for Tom's me to fault. like. I hate blaming it, but like it it didn't help, and it was obvious the players were not connecting with Tom in Texas anymore. And I think when teams such as I don't care how good Ohio State is, I don't care how good Alabama is, when they can come in and just take players easily, I, I think there's something to be said about that. You don't see them walking up in Oregon and doing that <laughs> as much as they are in Texas. I'm sorry. You know, they don't because kids want to go play at Oregon. Now, do all all the top recruits in Oregon go and play at Oregon? No, but it's a lot less than, like, guys coming from Texas, you know, in well, terms of ratio. Well, you got to um, think you gotta think about it, though, Creighton. Um, think of the high school talent in Oregon and think of the high school talent in Texas. Well, that's what I'm saying, um, but, it's, but it's, ratio-wise, yeah. you know, the kid, there's, there's a bunch of kids that want to come out and play for Oregon. Not everybody's looking straight to Ohio State and straight to Alabama. I mean, you look at most, like, I would say you could say 50-50 Oregon or any of those kinds of states. With Texas, I think it's all the way up, like, maybe 80% go out of state now. None of these kids stay in state anymore. You know, because they're all, they're all like top players in the nation, and like the top players in the nation are going to go to Alabama. Ohio yes, but State, that shouldn't Clemson. be how it is. It should be Texas. Uh, yeah, it should be Texas, and that's the problem. It's not. So, well, well here's the pro- here's another problem though, real quick. Well, um, Texas has to fight other pretty solid football schools in the state. A and M, you know. I mean, they're they're solid. They're not good. It sounds like you're giving solid. an excuse for the horns to be sucky on the recruiting. No, trail. I'm not saying there's. It's not an excuse to be sucky. It's we're not Wisconsin. We're literally the best talent in Wisconsin. Go to Wisconsin, or they go to. Ten years ago, the best talent was going to Austin. Were they not? Yeah. In well, 2007, ten, six, five, and eight, the best yeah. talent unthinkably was going to Austin, Texas. You're right. Almost there all the time. You're right. I'm not saying every player's got to go. But I would say at least sixty percent of them. Well, a decade of mediocrity will get you. What I know. Got right now. And that's the so, problem. Um, that's the problem. But this is good that these kids coming in are not having these crazy expectations. And honestly, when you go back and look at Steve Sarkeesian's uh, comments from the other day off of this uh, recruiting class, personally, from what I got from it was he was pretty upset about it. In terms of he was talking about how. Texas has to do a better job at getting these kids, uh, like get, like allowing these kids to feel welcomed into the program. He was saying whether you give them tours virtually or something, he was like, these kids do not connect with this program and what we offer at Texas. And then uh, he was he was talking about how the best he didn't think that he was pretty upset that the best tech talent in Texas left. You could tell he was pretty frustrated by that. And we got Jatavion Sanders. And I also think that kids like uh, Brooks, Jonathan Brooks, uh, are going to be, he's running back. I think he's going to be amazing. And Ishmael Ibrahim is going to be, I've seen him on tape. I really like what he brings. Now, Grant, we get a lot of good cornerbacks, and sometimes they don't work out. But I think he's going to be a stud. Um, so I do think there's a lot of there's a lot of potential in this class if you can develop them right. Uh, but I, 
Steve Sarkeesian was obviously upset about the way that this went down. And I don't know if that's because he felt that he uh, was getting the bad shake coming in uh, because they're brand new and that the kids didn't want it or he expected more and didn't get it. I'm not quite sure, but on other in, in, in any aspect, I'm good with because that shows you Steve Sark is a competitor, man. And uh, I think I think that they'll he, he and he said this in his in, in the conference the other day. He says what matters most about everything is that not that we win, not that, that we become the best developmental program in the nation and when you do that the wins come automatically and I like so, it yeah and I think that uh, until that starts happening you're never going to out recruit Oklahoma but thank God that we we're number two in the Big 12 had we fallen to three four or five I think all heck would have broken loose because that would have meant like I don't know uh, West Virginia or somebody would have out recruited us, which would have been rough. But nobody did, so that's that. That's good. At least we're still in the top of the Big Twelve. But yeah, I mean, I don't like it. I really don't like it. But I wasn't surprised. But I do like the fact that these kids aren't coming in with a top three recruiting class on their shoulders, and we're like expecting them to be amazing right now. Right. It kind of gives them a chance to develop, and you know, mm-hmm. if it doesn't work out the way we all wanted to this year, then it's, you know, you know, it, it's a little less pressure than, oh, it's the number three recruiting class in the nation. These guys should win now, which and they should which win Which we were now. doing. We were doing that, you know? We were yeah. saying that these past four years because um, Tom was doing great at, at getting these guys. And we'd go, all right, win now. It's time to win now. And they just couldn't do it. And so maybe now we'll be like, okay, We'll give him some. We'll give him some leeway. But also, Steve said that he looked at this that this talent, uh, or I guess I guess at, at the talent last year, um, and he saw. He said he saw a team that could have easily went ten and zero or five and five. Yeah, that was pretty. That was pretty humbling. Yeah, you know that that's that's not good. That's being real, man. And we could have got. We could have gone ten and zero. Honestly, we could have really, went five and five, we, though, we man. We also could have gone five and five. But, and that's um, not that's not that's not where you want to be. Uh, Alabama's not having you know Alabama's scoring forty beating players by thirty five every game. There, there's no they covered doubt the that they go ten and zero every time. They covered the spread every we lose, single yeah. week. And also with recruiting, before we move on, we lose Brian Carrington to USC. Um, good luck to him, man. He's going to go out and, and he's going to become a coach now. Um, He's quality control right now, but that will lead into a coaching job. So good for him. And we, we end up picking. Good job by Steve Sarkeesian. He snaps Chris Gilbert, man, from Lancaster. Chris Gilbert is one of the most liked coaches in Texas high school football. All I mean, everybody loves him. And now he's becoming uh, the director of high school relations. So Steve knows what he's doing. And I think Steve is gearing up for a crazy revamp of the 2022 class. And I think he is looking to flip everybody that's left. And I think he's looking to add some players that we definitely didn't think we could get with Tom. I agree. It sounds like you're pretty knowledgeable about high school uh, high school football. <laughs> Shut writing. up. Shut uh, up. That's you, not funny. You, you, we don't you ever joke been, about it. You ever been retweeted by uh, Texas High School Football's Twitter, Creighton? Um, Almost a decade I've been pouring my heart into this sport. And not once has any media outlet ever retweeted anything I've ever said about high school football. And you say one score update 
and it goes all it over it, it Twitter. It was a score update. It was whatever uh, it was. I don't Dodge care. versus Dodge. South yeah, Lake that's versus stupid. Lake. Everybody knew that. Yeah, like that was a funny joke. Anyways, uh, <laughs> <laughs> it was I, oh, uh, so bad. I, when Jimbo's out recruiting you, man, it's it's not it's not good. We've got to get that oh, under yeah, wraps. I don't Jim, like it when the Aggies. Jimbo has a trophy with the. With the has a national championship trophy or whatever, right? <laughs> Speaking of the Aggies, so we can just trash on them a little bit here. Kellen Mond was consider was uh, in the Senior Bowl. They considered him as one of the only few players to rise his draft stock, which oh, wow. I'm not. I I don't get this, but there must be something really like he must just be a really likable guy because I didn't see it. I, so I, I didn't see it either. Um. <laughs> I, I, he had worse stats than Sam, and Sam didn't play that well, honestly. So, uh, exactly yeah, like 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 ability, um, maybe football smarts. Um, I, I like I said, didn't see it at A and M, but you know the scene, the Reese's Senior Bowl, you know, changing lives since whenever. It <laughs> um, uh, yeah, uh, yeah. I don't even know what to say. A and M sucks. Anyways, uh, <laughs> I so, know there's not much. You don't need to say anything else. <laughs> Yeah, and, and um, and I like uh, I was uh helping I was helping a friend move, and they're Aggie fans, and so I was wearing my Longhorn Ooh. mask, and they're like, you know, oh, we don't allow masks in this house, and I was like, oh, is it because it's the Longhorns? And like, yeah, and I was like, oh, that's cute. Why don't you play us? How about yeah. that? How about you? Hey, no, guess what? Real. Scoreboard, scoreboard, scoreboard. Did um, I, I told you this one time. I gotta say it for the pod on the record. These guys, literally, I am. <laughs> listen, you open up this Aggie, this Aggie uh, wormhole, you can go into it for for hours. But hours. These guys literally counted their spring game as a win in two thousand six. <laughs> yeah. Literally on their on their schedule as a win at the bottom. They went like ten and four, I believe. Or ten and three, I would and... I would hope you would win your spring game. And they I put really their would. win. They put their spring game as a win as as part of their record on their homepage of their athletics website. Who I'm, does that? It, Who if you does if you that? lose if you lose your spring game, there is something incredibly wrong with your program, like oh. incredibly wrong. <laughs> How do you lose your spring? You're playing yourselves. Could you imagine if Texas at the bottom of our schedule put that we won the spring game and oh added God. it to our record? Could oh you imagine God. if we did that? I'm just embarrassed thinking about that. How could they yeah. like do that consciously? I can't speak <laughs> because Con- they don't. They just they 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 have. They don't care anymore. They just they don't care anymore, and they want to do. They they just they just want to they want to live in this fantasy where they're a tier one school and they're just not. They're just not. <laughs> You're just. <laughs> Not. Sorry, Aggies. Oh, man. Yeah, and if you were an Aggie fan listening to this podcast for some reason, uh, we were happy to have you. Goodbye. Yeah, you definitely um, are now. <laughs> so, our last segment for the evening. Uh, guess who's back? Back again. <laughs> B.Y.'s back. Tell a friend. Uh, Vince Young. For those who don't know, Vince Young was a prominent college quarterback in the early 2000s. Um, he Just helped Texas. One. He helped Texas win the 2000, technically 2005 season at national championship. Uh, the game was played in 06, obviously though, uh, against USC against Steve Sarkeesian, who was on the other side as a quarterbacks coach. Um, and so yeah, that's who Vince Young is. Uh, 
he then went to the NFL, where Jeff Fisher proceeded to ruin his life and career. And um, honestly, I think he did it to himself too. He was lazy, and we we saw that with this job he had at Texas before. Anyways, so um, yeah, now Vince Young is back. He will he was hired as the special assistant in the athletics department. Which fun fact: Earl Campbell is also a longtime special assistant in the athletic department. So Creighton. I guess my whole I sh- you know where I went wrong Creighton I was just not a D1 athlete because man if I was a good D1 athlete it's I crazy. could have a job no matter what I did in my life no matter what struggles what sorrows I went through I knew I could have I would know I had to have a job at my old university waiting for me You're whenever right. I got my life turned around because holy cow um I mean, Earl's a good grand guy. A year. Earl's a, I'm not hating on Earl. Earl's a good guy, but Vince Young, like we talked, like I mentioned, he's had some struggles in his life. He's messed up multiple times. I do the stuff that he did. I ain't getting a second chance. Not even close. So yeah, you know, it's it's. I have like a love hate relationship with this. You know, I love it because I like Vince Young. Um, I like that he has battled through his issues, um, alcoholism, whatnot. Um, and I also don't like it because, you know, why are we giving this guy a chance? Because his name is frickin' Vince Young. That's exactly why we're giving him a chance. So, um, the uh, new job specifics haven't been told, so we don't know what exactly he's going to be doing. Um, but, you know, I mean, good for him. I mean, he was a career development officer uh, for the school's di- Division of Diversity and Community Engagement. <laughs> um making 100k a year then he messed that up and went part-time then he messed that up and got fired due to job performance which i guess he wasn't reporting to superiors and wasn't showing up for work so it makes sense um but yeah he's back Creighton. what do you think no love for vy over there dang what no love for vy over there i mean no i love i love the guy i love what he did for the school i love what he did for the school i love what he did for the sport of college football you know, and I love what he did for the Longhorns. Um, as far as a life, from the life standpoint, I mean, he's gotten a lot of chances, Creighton, and you cannot deny that. No, he has. And a lot of these players that came out of Texas do. Um, and it's fair to say most of them made, have, like, made the most of it. You see, like, players like Ricky definitely have made the most of it. Oh, yeah. No, he's awesome. You know? all of them. Yeah. yeah. And so I think it's uh, – I like this. I think I – if I I hope he succeeds. I if oh, yeah. if, if it if it was hard for people to tell, I, it probably was. I probably <laughs> sound like I was hating on him. I hope he does succeed in his new role. I really do. Like yeah, definitely. I, I'm not rooting for him to fail because if he fails, then it, I don't know what would happen honestly because that's just another setback in his life and. You know, there's a lot of other issues that could arise. And he was from a that, good so. analyst on Longhorn Network for the time yes, he, he was, was there. Man. He was yes. Like, all those players that have come through have been good analysts. And so I think it's great um, that, the especially the football program, but the athletic department can really uh, get their like, keep their players within the department. So, like, um, when it comes to VY, or I wish, I honestly wish that, like, players like Colt McCoy and uh, Jordan Shipley and players like that would come back and do the same thing. Because I think when these kids that are coming here – or not even coming here yet, are getting recruited here, if they can see that, oh, VY is literally working in this department, 
in the athletics department and players like Ricky Williams or Colt McCoy or whoever it would be at the time. And Colt's um, busy, I, man. I got it. Colt, I know. Colt's busy. I'm just, it's my dream. I know. Colt's busy. It, that whole, the McCoy family is doing very well for themselves, case and all. And so. What's Case uh, doing? Oh, man. What? Is Case still, was he doing real estate, I believe? I think that's what he was doing. Uh, but I'm going to look it up real quick. Yeah, no, Case, man. Case, uh, he's a, oh, 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 found, oh, let's see. I found his LinkedIn. Uh, oh my God! Yes, yes, real estate. I was correct. I don't him. know why. Don't Good ask me him. why I know that, but I I did. So <laughs> he's hey, uh, yeah. maybe, maybe that'll get you retweeted. Case quickly became one of the top brokers in Austin, Texas. Maybe because I wonder why. Maybe it's because his last name's McCoy. I just think the McCoy family's really good at what they do. I think you're you, yeah, you got you need to calm down. And so anyway. <laughs> I, I like the I'm fact a mover, that Texas... man. That sucks. I just want to be a special. Why can't I be a special assistant to Beloit College Athletics? Oh dear man? lord! I think it's good that Texas is attaching their names back to these athletes. I think I it agree. helps player players who are coming out, who are coming out of high school. I think it really, uh, you know, makes them look at the program. Be like, I want to be there with these guys. You know, um, and there's like. It's it's not crazy to think that VY is not going to be a part of like the football program specifically. He'll have like a, a, a like the special assistant athletics role, uh, you know, it'll be there. But like his main focus is going to definitely be within the football program because they understand the pool that VY has. And I'm not saying so much that they're going to be like, look here, we got VY come and play with us. But he's going to be around that program enough to where players are going to be like, I want to be around that guy, and. I wish that they would do that for other guys. And I think that's what the basketball program does so well when it comes to Kevin Durant is they get all their stuff branded by Kevin Durant. Right. Kevin Durant comes all the time and, you know, is with these kids. And, I mean, I think it's hard to not – like for a kid to be like, well, I don't want to go – you know, I want to go to Texas – or I don't want to go to Texas because Kevin Durant's there. I mean, all kids would love to play with Kevin Durant and hang out with him and get stuff, you know, uh, get some of this branded stuff and – I have the opportunity to, uh, you know, be around him. And I think the same thing goes for VY on this on the football side. I agree. And yeah, and so I wish that they would do more of this, honestly. Uh, and I think they do a great job when it comes to, like, the Longhorn Network. I think that, yes. um, you know, now that they are, they are honed in on having Texas-only uh, athletes do that, uh, at least the analyst jobs, and I think that that helps a lot as those guys are around the program as well most of the time, getting stories and whatnot. And so, I think that uh, this is good for Vy as well, man. He needs, I, I think he needs the school as much as the school needs him. And I'm glad that they gave him another chance. I, I, I think, I think Vince is a really good guy. Um, I just yeah. think that he's had. Uh, I just think that he is in that weird thing, kind of like Ricky was in that weird thing, um, where you get into the NFL and. You don't really know how to manage everything, and you also have a coach that doesn't, literally doesn't want you over anybody, or yeah. you know the other, you know what I'm saying, and so, um, and then you know then you get out of the get out of the NFL, and then you kind of try to work yourself into a job, and it's not always easy for the NFL guys to do that. Um, they've been doing this one thing for so long, and now they actually have to learn how to do this and that. But good for Vince, he's back in this thing, man. I think he's going to be a really nice addition to this program. Um, and it's just nice to see him on the 40 acres and not somewhere else, honestly. That's that's what I like to see the most, is that he is part of this program and that 
players see that, hey, this program doesn't forget who came along. I get it's Vince Young, but I think that they would do the same thing for a lot of guys. Yeah, I agree. And like I said, I mean, I am happy to see him back. I'm not <laughs> hating on the guy. I just, I just, man, if I had a hundred thousand dollars, got a, a lot year of chances. Job, if I had a hundred thousand right. dollar a year job, I'm showing up on time every day, happy as a clam to uh, do my job. For and that's the thing. That's what year. makes it, I think, so hard for some of these NFL guys is that they get paid millions. They get paid millions of dollars to do this sport that they've done all their life and know how to do, and then they got to come out and they got to do this. Not saying that the, you know, I'm not saying that their job isn't hard or anything, but. You know, they got to come out and do work for, for a boss or something like that. Um, right. And it's not based on their, you know, their marketability and everything. And so they got to learn how to do all these different, like, hey, you got to report to this. You got to show up on this time. You got to do this. You know, it's not it's not the same like in the NFL. And it's hard to teach a kid that, especially when, the you know, Vince Young wasn't playing until he was 38 years old. You know, if he had done that, maybe he comes out and has no issue. But when you when you leave the league early on in your career and you're trying to get a job at under 30 years old, I mean, you know, it's like it's yeah. you, you got to re re you know remodel your thinking, and so. But good good for Vince, man. I I know you I know you're not a fan right now. I don't. Oh, understand I why. am a fan. Stop, <laughs> my God. I'm I am a fan of him getting the job. I like it. I think he's going to be good as the assistant. Like you said, he'll get kids to come to Texas because who doesn't want to hang out with Vince Young? Um, and one last point before we wrap up the show. Uh, Kevin Durant hangs out at UTA too, Creighton. So, uh, oh dear Lord. Okay. <laughs> Time <laughs> out there. Hey, hey, you knew it was coming. As soon as you said Kevin Durant hanging out at UT, I said, yeah, you know who else, uh, you know where else he was hanging out? He was hanging was out like, at UTA. Was that like, what was that? Like two years ago he came and I don't think um, he's even come close to Arlington since then. Uh, closest he's ever gotten of, is playing the Mavericks. Yeah, I guess. Yeah. Um, Oops. I mean, didn't we we lost that game when he was oh, there? Oh, it was bad. Yeah, it was we lost that game, and so I would love to have you. Almost UTA. got to see. Didn't you almost get to see Kevin Durant too? It was you. You were no, like, yeah, dude. I was like, I was like a foot away from him. Yeah, like, you, yeah, yeah, yeah. You were close. Yeah. Yeah, I was super close, and he's very tall. He's very tall. I wouldn't hope so. Uh, he's a basketball player. <laughs> he smiles a lot, and so he. Uh, no, he's he's cool. He's real cool. He's a lot bigger in person though than when than like they call him skinny. All this, he's got some muscle on him a little bit. I mean, obviously not compared to like a LeBron James or a Zion, but he's got muscle on him and he's tall. But yeah, no, I'd love for UTA to get KD branded gear. You kidding me? That'd be nice. I don't even like. <laughs> pretty soon we're gonna have to. Yeah, we'll get. Well, I don't even know if you know the players anymore. But we're gonna get gear from Shahana Wells or whatever his name is. Who's blowing up on the NCAA charts for University of Texas Arlington, folks? This is not a UTA podcast. Not saying that, <laughs> but Joe brought it up, so I had to finish it. All right, okay. <laughs> well, it's over now, and I think that's going to wrap up this episode of the Bebo Boys. Creighton, final thoughts? Uh, basketball, I think, is going to be primed easily for a Sweet 16 run. I think they'll be just fine to get in the lead eight. Um, the Elite Eight game is going to be, if they can get there, they're going to have an opportunity to get into the Final Four. Don't worry about what Baylor's doing. Baylor's just really, really good. And I think when Texas is able to like get these next games under their belt and start to get another rep, like, get more reps and everything and kind of get back into that rhythm that they had going at the very beginning of the season before COVID hit them so hard, 
I think they'll be just fine. Um, and I also think that with football, man, I think I think they're doing the right thing. I think they're on the right track. Um, the 21 year could have been a lot worse, honestly. I think a top 17 class, that is plenty of talent to go and make a great run at the playoffs. You see teams with less recruiting classes do it. And so I think Steve is really setting up for this year. He also said that, hey, don't expect uh, us to be down in the gutter for long. He said this again the other day. He was like, you know, yo, like this is going to happen a lot faster than he thinks. So I know he feels good about the quarterback situation, he said. And the recruits coming in, I think, are going to be really good. So just hold tight. It's going to be okay. 22 class, I think, is going to really shock you. And, uh, yeah, good job to VY, even though Joe is salty. I'm not salty. I'm happy Vince <laughs> Young got the job. My God. Okay, it's cool. It's, it's cool. Fun. It's all it's right. Cool. Over it. Over it. Uh, no. Over it. Well, I'm over you thinking I'm upset. But, um, <laughs> yeah, folks, we'll be back. Um, we'll be back hopefully next week uh, with some uh, updates on basketball. Uh, I guess football is pretty much quiet now for a while. Just remember, um, any day now, Quinn Ewers can flip. It's his, <laughs> any, it's, any now that 21 now. signing day is over, Quinn, it's, Quinn it's prime Ewers, for him. Quinn Ewers is now on flip watch. He's on um, the clock. <laughs> he is now on the clock, uh, and he will flip. Uh, you've heard so, it here first, folks. So just keep that in your mind. Just keep, just keep that in the back of your mind. Um, but, yeah, we'll bring you all some more Texas sports on the next episode. And uh, until then, always remember the eyes of Texas are upon you. And hope you.